Welcome to the Level Up with KDB podcast. If you've ever wished you could get a glimpse inside the minds and lives of women who are masters at creating abundant and fulfilling lives, and you're ready to learn the secrets behind unlocking that in your own life, you're in the right place. Each episode, I and a series of guests uncover the secrets behind creating the life you can't stop fantasizing about. I'm Katie B, human design coach, airline pilot, CEO, and crazy cat lady, and I am so happy to have you here. Welcome, everyone, to episode eight of the Level Up with Katie B podcast. <laughs> I am particularly mm, pumped, I would say, about bringing you this episode because we are diving, look, honestly, diving headfirst into what the actual F shadow work is and how human design can support you on your shadow work journey. And the reason I'm so freaking pumped for this is because I think I kind of thought that shadow work was really mainstream these days, that (laughs) anyone that was on a personal or professional development journey would have definitely heard of it. But I have recently come to learn that that's not necessarily so. And I think maybe that is partly because there are different terms for what I know to be shadow work. And I think shadow work is really probably more well-known in spiritual communities than anywhere else. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm just kind of realizing at the moment. And so I'm excited because shadow work is powerful AF. And especially if you are a high values driven woman who is, you know, ready to level up and expand and ready to really move into a new phase of your evolutionary process like shadow work is vital to that so yes I'm very pumped for you to learn all the magic and also understand how human design can support you on that shadow work journey so in honor of this episode and because I just know that it's going to be so valuable and so transformational for so many of you, I have opened the doors to a new shadow work program, a new shadow work coaching package, which involves three coaching sessions where we will, I will guide you, I will take you through this whole process to unpacking one specific aspect of your unconscious, your shadow, in order to help you integrate it and feel the shift on the other side of it, to help you create positive forward momentum by welcoming the shadowy depths of your unconscious, in particular one aspect. And so we'll do that over a series of three coaching sessions, which will involve a variety of different methods, including hypnotherapy and also you know, time techniques and all my therapeutic magic rolled up into one beautiful package to help you experience the shift and the transformation that shadow work has to offer. So definitely make sure you hang around to the end of the episode because I'm going to throw you a sweet little discount to make it much more accessible and you are definitely going to want to get in on that. All right, so let's dive in. 
In this episode, I am going to share with you my understanding of shadow work. It is in no way prescriptive. What I share is based on what I've learned on my own personal development journey, my narrative therapy and tarot therapy training, and also research that I've done out of an interest to really understand it better. I do reference the psychoanalyst Carl Jung a lot in this episode, especially in the beginning of this episode. But please know that when I share about his theories and beliefs, I'm basing it purely on my own learning and understanding. I am not speaking for him and nor do I claim to have an expert knowledge in his theories. I am simply sharing my understanding. So yeah, I guess as I was saying earlier, I did think that if you've ever done any form of personal development, whether it be spiritual circles or not, there would be a good chance that you came across the term shadow work. But I'm learning that that's not necessarily true. In any case, the term shadow was coined by the Swiss psychiatrist, psychoanalyst Carl Jung. So Jung used the word shadow to describe the unconscious, both the so-called light and the dark elements. Contrary to how I think a lot of us relate to this term shadow now, which at least from what I see in the coaching world has become not surprisingly maybe associated with the darker aspects of ourselves. The aspects of our unconscious that have been repressed, rejected or denied. Nonetheless, Jung believed that through integrating our shadow, we would benefit by experiencing healing of the more negative parts of our psyche. He also believed that we hold strength and power in our shadow, and so shadow integration can reunite us with a deeper sense of connection to our lives and help us realize a greater connection to our ability to experience fulfillment in our lives. So you can probably see how shadow work has become so popular. I mean, if you were offered a tool that would empower you to connect with the many different facets of your unconscious mind in order to experience more fulfillment, overcome shitty repetitive behaviors that are not supporting you and and ultimately a tool that will help you thrive in life, I know that that is going to get you excited. You're going to want to find out more, right? And that's essentially what doing shadow work gives us. It gives us a tool to help liberate previously untapped or maybe long forgotten potentials that have been simmering in the background of your consciousness. But even better than that, it helps you get down and dirty with the denied, shameful and rejected aspects of yourself but you get to look at them from an external kind of perspective and I think that that is partially why shadow work is so powerful because we tend to be a bit more forgiving to the other when we tend to be kinder and maybe a little bit more gentle when we are willing to look for the good in the external So I guess a good example of this is like if you think about your own inner dialogue, you probably can easily recall being overly critical of yourself, beating yourself up. You know, I can think of things for myself like eating junk food, failing exams, feeling shame about things you've said or done in the past. And if it was your best friend you were talking to, rather than telling them you're a fucking idiot and you're so stupid, you know, the way that we speak to ourselves often. 
you'd probably more be more inclined to realize that they were doing the best they could with the resources they had and and then offer like words of encouragement and support, not like whip them. <laughs> so that's just one reason why shadow work can be a really powerful way to look at any sort of shameful, unconscious, repressed material. Ultimately, Shadow work is really powerful in supporting you to shift old patterns of behavior. It helps you transform anger into strength, grief into connection with yourself and others, fear into insight and understanding. And also it helps you find more compassion, empathy, and acceptance for yourself. And this is why I personally have a deep love for the power of shadow work. But it's not all rainbows and lollipops. And actually, I think the fact that the devil in the tarot is representative of a call into honoring our shadow is kind of indicative of the somewhat heavy energy that can surround shadow work because it can be really hard. It relies on us being brutally honest with ourselves about our behaviors and what's driving our behaviors. It takes bravery. It takes commitment to your own personal growth, but on the other side, you will be a different person. You will be a more evolved version of you, and that, in my opinion, is just freaking priceless. So I hope that gives you a more of an understanding of what shadow work is, and now I really want to help you understand how human design can be incorporated into shadow work, how it can support your shadow work process. So held in your chart, there is information about your energetic traits, how you're designed to exchange energy with the world around you, and information about your natural gifts and talents. In reflection of humans being human, every single aspect of your chart has, I guess, what you could consider a higher expression and then a shadow expression. And when you start unpacking your human design chart, especially if you go in with a really beautiful sense of curiosity, you get the opportunity to recognize where you're embodying and embracing the higher expression of your natural energetic state and also illuminate where you might be embodying more of that shadow expression. Every single element of your chart, from your energy type to the individual gate activations, holds a layered and multi-dimensional expression of your unique energy. And the cool thing is that you get to choose how you express that energy. But in order to make any choice in life, including this one, you have to first become aware of the options. And that's why working with a human design coach is such an empowering part of your personal development journey, because we have the ability to help you become aware of, first of all, your natural state of being, how you're designed to exchange energy with the world around you and your innate gifts and talents. And then second, we can really help you realize if you are embracing and expressing those energies in their highest form, or if you perhaps might be expressing the shadow aspects of their energies. Your chart also holds clues of where you might be susceptible to being influenced by the energies of people and the environment around you. So why, when we have choice, do we sometimes express the shadow aspects of our chart rather than just live in the deepest expression of our beautiful natural gifts and energies and embody them that way? 
In my opinion, <laughs> the short answer is because we are human. And the long answer is because we are human. As humans, our family history, our past life experiences, any ancestral trauma, uh, any of our own trauma, our DNA, and every single one of our life experiences shapes the unconscious programs we run in our brain. And those programs act like a filter through which we view and experience the world. And without awareness, they influence the way we react or respond to every single piece of information that is coming at us from external influence, which, by the way, is something bloody ridiculous, like 11 billion bits of information every second is what the information that's coming at your brain. (laughs) Human design helps you bring that awareness to those unconscious programs. And by looking at your human design chart, it's as if you are picking up a roadmap to the natural and highest expression of your humanness, and then you get to inspect it and be curious and just investigate your natural gifts and and learn to identify whether you are expressing it or suppressing it, what thoughts, feelings, emotions come up when you look at the inherent gifts that you have, and also how that's affecting the way you show up and create in the world. Every single one of us, regardless of the information your chart holds, is designed to experience the highs and lows of life. We're here to learn from our mistakes. I always like to say, roll around in the shit of life, like learn from our relationships and ideally use all those experiences to help us evolve. I believe human design really helps you expedite that evolutionary process. And by that, I mean, I guess, let me ask you this. Have you noticed that a lot of people seem to reach around their 50s and maybe maybe later, maybe a little bit earlier, but eventually sort of late 40s onwards, people seem to start becoming more aware and perhaps sometimes even hyper aware of where they've been giving their power away, where they've been limiting themselves or putting themselves at the bottom of the priority list. I've noticed that many people get around this age and the awareness that life is finite and that we get probably one chance in this body, in this specific life to create and experience all that we want, that awareness seems to become much more conscious. This conscious awareness often coincides with a mindset evolution where we start giving less fucks about what people think of us and more fucks about what we think of ourselves. And as a result, Ah, you get to start dancing with life in a whole new way. And the energy that we put out into the world becomes more in alignment with our authentic expression. So when I said earlier, human design helps us expedite that evolutionary process. What I mean is that you really start unveiling all that info in your chart. And as you start experimenting with it, it becomes very clear, very quickly, where you've been giving your power away, where you've been limiting yourself. And so you've brought that beautiful awareness forward in your timeline rather than waiting for that wisdom that seems to, at least for a lot of us, naturally come with age. We can really empower ourselves with all that wisdom like straight away, like as early as possible. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that as you move into your 50s and beyond, you can't benefit from the information in your chart. It's just that As we get older, I've noticed a lot of people are already more well-practiced at leaning into their natural state and embodying their energetic gifts unapologetically. 
Actually, the readings and coaching I've done with women over 50 have been incredible because a lot of them have already had such a strong inner knowing about their natural state of being that when I ask questions and make suggestions about how to embody their energetic gifts with a little bit more zest, a little bit more pizzazz, um, a little bit more authority, a lot of them are like, yes, yes, that feels so good. They don't really need convincing because I've just you know, through through looking and unpacking their chart, I've just affirmed what they already had an inner knowing of. But no matter what your age, by understanding and embodying your human design, you essentially start saying yes to yourself. You start saying yes to ease and flow and to becoming the conscious creator of your most aligned life without having to wait for the wisdom that a lot of us seem to naturally get with age. So just as a side note, <laughs> Can you imagine if children had awareness of their human design? It seems to me like it would be such an incredible gift to the entire collective. If you like, for me, I just imagine a world of young people who had an inherent connection to their sense of worthiness, lovability, and understood their natural gifts. And in the understanding of that felt really great and empowered to lean into that and then also recognizing the natural gifts of the people around them so that you know maybe there'd be less trouble around people being different and more supportive energy with our young people anyway that's a side note <laughs> so the shadow work element of working with your human design is really the bridge between your most authentic expression and your conditioned expression. It's the work we do to start peeling back those layers of conditioning and expose the highest frequency energy that is held within your DNA that lives at the core of your being and that is really what the true essence of you is. This is probably going to sound a bit cheesy, but the process of doing shadow work is incredibly life-giving. It is activational and probably one of the most loving gifts that you will ever give yourself. So I thought it might be quite cool to take a wee peek at the practical examples of how shadow work and human design go hand in hand. I think Probably the most relatable example is when you start to understand your energy type. So as I, I mentioned in episode six, actually, your energy type is the entry point to your chart. It's a really important element because it provides information about how you're designed to create and contribute to the collective in a really broad sense. It's not supposed to be limiting by any means. And really, the most important thing that your energy type tells you is your strategy. Your strategy in human design is how you're energetically designed to attract opportunities and synchronicities. And by using your strategy, you can more easily step into flow with the universe. If you are still pretty new to human design, it might be worth uh, having a listen to episode six because there's more information about why human design is so powerful and a broad overview of how it works. Anyway, so just understanding your energy type and strategy alone often carries with it this beautiful opportunity to illuminate what I have experienced with my clients to be some fairly hefty conditioning. And so with that, 
A nice little shadow aspect that is just dying to be integrated often uh, reveals itself when we start talking about energy type and strategy. So to help you understand this uh, with a little bit more clarity, I just wanted to give you some examples of some common areas of conditioning and common shadow aspects that come up for each of the five human design energy types. I really want you to understand that this is a really broad generalization. So you may not identify with this shadow aspect, despite, you know, being that particular, the particular energy type that I speak of. Just know that this is based on what I've observed with my clients, with myself, and based on research as well, and my training in human design. But it's in no way prescriptive. So, for example, generators and manifesting generators tend to have an energetic understanding that they light people up because that's what we do. When generators and manifesting generators do what brings them the most joy, they create energy. Their sacral starts fizzing. That energy is what fuels the other energy types in terms of workforce, life force, and sex energy. Sounds like a huge responsibility, right? (laughs) Well, it is. And here's the thing. A lot of generators and manifesting generators will have this innate knowing since like from the time they're really young that they have the ability to light up a room. They have the ability to make people feel really good, feel alive, because that's what happens. People are drawn to generators and manifesting generators because of this incredible sparkly energy. And it's part of the gift that we give to the collective. But here is the catch and where the conditioning and shadow comes in. We can get addicted to the feeling of making other people happy. It brings us so much joy and satisfaction to see the positive impact we have on the people around us. And often those very same people, without even knowing it, will start projecting that expectation onto us. Now, this is where, without awareness, generators and manifesting generators can get into codependent and energy-draining relationships. So that might show up as overgiving time, energy, or resources. And when generators and manifesting generators start denying what lights them up, and instead of following their joy, prioritize the needs of others, they can start feeling really lonely and taken advantage of because it feels like mm, everyone just wants access to your energy. And the biggest problem here is that without doing what lights you up, you're actually not creating that sustainable energy. So as a gen or man gen, without investing your own time, energy and resources into things that light you the fuck up, you are actually not creating that sustainable energy, which is so precious to you and the collective. So before you know it, you start feeling like you're giving everything you have, but you're not getting anywhere or you're still not happy. You potentially end up burned out and probably pretty resentful to the people that you're giving so much to. So that is a sign of the shadow aspect hanging around. One of the shadow aspects of generators and manifestors, uh, manifesting generators, sorry, hanging around calling for your integration. This shadow aspect is ultimately calling for you to be deeply rooted in your sense of self-worth so that you can feel confident in enforcing your boundaries, any boundaries that support you in nurturing your energy. Can you see how actually understanding how you're energetically designed with human design can make it so much easier to identify particular shadow aspects that you're working with? Manifestors. 
One of the common shadow aspects for you is this feeling of I'm too much, I'm too different, too polarizing to achieve my goals. Manifestors have an extremely beautiful, powerful aura and people will notice that aura. People notice your energy, not consciously, they feel it, whether you like it or not. And potentially this can be, yeah, potentially even more of a challenge for manifestors is that others tend to have really strong reactions to your energy. They either get it and they just bloody love it or they don't get it at all. And that can be really hard for manifestors because you guys are just out there doing your thing, showing up, trying to be as authentic and, you know, you can't help it. Like you are just very big, powerful, energetic beings. And when you feel like you have to dim to fit in, this is a fairly common sort of shadow aspect for manifestors. But once you integrate that particular part of your shadow aspect, you start learning how to take up space, embracing your muchness and sharing your energy, your your gifts unapologetically and authentically. So for manifestors, if you feel like you relate to this feeling of like wanting to shrink yourself up so in order to not create potentially negative reactions from the people around you, this is a really beautiful sign that there is a incredible part of your shadow that is waiting to be integrated so that you can feel more confident showing up in that muchness. A common shadow aspect for projectors is feeling as if your opinions are not valued or don't matter. Now, this can tend to lead you to give your power away and almost like scramble for people, (laughs) anyone, to listen to your views and then like seek approval from those external influences. Now, On the other side of this shadow integration is being deeply rooted in your own worth, knowing that your insights and opinions are vital and valuable and trusting that when the right invitations come, the right opportunities will come and the right people will be there cheering you on and supporting you. So for a lot of projectors, it can be a matter of integrating this aspect of shadow where you are almost looking for external validation continuously and instead on the other side of that shadow integration being deeply rooted in your own sense of self-worth and knowing that what your unique insights your unique perspectives are extremely valuable and part of what you came here to share and it allows you when you integrate that shadow aspect it allows you to show up doing that more authentically and trusting trust 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 that the right people will be there cheering you on and supporting you, inviting you to share that beautiful wisdom. So for reflectors, a common shadow aspect shows up as feeling stifled by the energies of other people, a feeling of perhaps not being supported in living life in the way that feels really good, really nourishing, really juicy for you because of the energetic influence of the people around you. So on the other side of this shadow integration is deep trust, deep respect, and an understanding that the way that you feel about things, those internal clicks that you feel or any repulsions you have to certain ways of being, doing, or maybe even places and people is actually part of your extremely powerful inner guidance system. When you integrate this shadow aspect, you learn to observe the energy of others in your environment 
without letting it derail you from what you feel to be right for you. Deep trust and reverence for your internal compass is on the other side of that particular shadow aspect or, you know, is potentially on the other side of that shadow aspect because every individual is going to experience the benefits of their shadow integration process in a very unique way, depending on your own life experiences, the, you know, the unique flavor of your shadow. (laughs) So that was some very generalized examples of potential shadow aspects for each of the energy types. And like I said earlier, I really, really want you to understand that this is not a rule. Not every generator will feel exhausted from overgiving. Not every reflector will feel stifled under the weight of other people's energies. They're just common shadows that I have observed through both my own experience and in my coaching practice. What I think is really cool to see, though, is that when you consider that your energy type, so, you know, generator, man, gen, manifester, projector, reflector, your energy type is literally the entry point to your design. It is the entry point. It's the beginning of understanding your human design. And you can achieve a huge level of transformation through integrating just one shadow aspect associated with your energy type. So imagine what you can achieve and how much you can liberate yourself from outdated beliefs and behaviors when you unpack the rest of your chart, because your human design chart also includes your profile, your incarnation cross, the arrows, not to mention the 64 gates, 36 channels, and then each of those gates and channels are flavored by a different line energy. There is just like honestly, so much opportunity for deconditioning, evolution and transformation if you decide that it's time to level up your life. And the best thing is this work permeates every aspect of your life. It's obviously going to be hugely beneficial if you're in business, but it also changes the way we show up in our relationships, every single one of our relationships, romantic, professional, with our children. It really is a portal to experiencing massive forward momentum and achieving more success with less stress, more confidence, more ease, more flow. And I don't know about you, but even though, you know, like I said at the beginning, this process is not all rainbows and lollipops. Like it does take you, I mean, you're looking at aspects of yourself that have been repressed, that have been denied and liberating that it's, it's a process, but in my opinion, just such a valuable and life-giving part of your personal and professional development. So here's the Here's the good news. I know that you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I want to get in amongst this. I want to like know how to do shadow work. And that's why I created my three session coaching package specifically designed to help you understand and integrate and get cozy, get down and dirty, experience the the transformation on the other side of shadow work. So in this coaching package, what you're going to experience is first illuminating one aspect of your shadow that has been holding you back from achieving your goals, that's been driving behaviors that are not in support of you being in your highest, most authentic expression. And we're going to do the supportive therapeutic work to help you go through that process, 
in a safe, professional, and honestly, just a highly empathetic and safe environment because I have been through this myself and I know what it takes to go through this. I know how transformational it is and I want you to experience that as well, but I want you to experience it in a safe space and with really beautiful guidance and support. So I will pop the link to the shadow integration coaching package in the show notes. Use code that shadow life at checkout to receive 10% off. That is it from me today, team. Thank you so much for joining me here. If you are completely new to human design, you can download your chart from my website or from my link in bio on Instagram. So my Instagram is at levelupwithkdb and my website is levelupwithkdb.com. The links will be in the show notes. But I just want to give you so much freaking love and appreciation for joining me here again. And if you really enjoyed what you heard, maybe you know someone that could benefit from learning more about human design, maybe understanding more about shadow work, definitely share, share the episode, share the podcast, like it. Maybe you could even leave a beautiful review for me that just makes all the difference in terms of, you know, allowing other people to discover the podcast. And that just makes me so freaking happy. So yes, thank you for being here and know that I am sending you so much love. Take care, stay safe, keep milking the shit out of life, and I will see you in the next episode.